guys, Candace here. So glad to get to spend a little bit of time with you today on The Good Day. Here, we'll focus on finding grace in our ordinary days. We'll learn good days don't just happen. And even more, a good life doesn't just happen. There's a choice involved. Join me as we learn how to develop the discipline and cultivate a heart that seeks strength, joy, and peace and finds rest in the good day, one day at a time. Hi guys! So today my friend Vlad Robinson is joining us and I'm so glad you're here, Vlad. Tell us just a little bit about yourself, you know, maybe what you like to spend your days doing, uh, what makes you smile, who you spend them with, things like that, just so we can get to know you a little better. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Vlad. Um, you know, I, I, I like to work with uh, some wood. Woodworking is my favorite thing to do. Um, also, I love to help um, with the kids. I love church. Um, I enjoy being around kids. It's pretty much my joy in life. Um, yeah, and just like to work a lot as well. So. Well, and the, for those who don't know, uh, Vlad and I first connected through our church. And so it's neat to hear just your love for um, children and serving in the children's ministry. And many may not know, but you're an avid rock climber. And so I know you also play soccer. And this year, Will has like looped me into a soccer league. And so um, it's my first time playing indoor soccer. And oh my goodness, <laughs> it was intimidating to say the least. But um, especially like the goalie, um, you know, just being prepared to be hit. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I have a whole new respect for soccer players and the control that they have with their, you know, with the ball. Oh my goodness. But, um, I was also thinking we we're going to have to get a group together and go rock climbing sometime. Um, cause I've seen your posts on social media and it's quite impressive. <laughs> How did rock climbing start for you? Um, I don't know. One time we just, um, my parents took me there. Mm -hmm. no. I, I started climbing and I just got into it. Now it's my favorite thing to do. Um, I enjoy every part of it. Just go there and spend time with my friends and just climb those walls. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's really, really fun for me. Um, yeah. And it's a great workout too. I think just like one oh. hour and my arms are just jello. <laughs> it, it, it's definitely keep me in shape and you know, I don't have to go to gym or anything. Mm -hmm. I just had to go to yeah. uh, climbing gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about woodworking. What are some pieces that you've built or you've made? Um, you know, I just do for fun for myself. I don't know. I have my box over here, but I don't know if it's just uh, something like, you know, if I find a picture of something, I just copy to my wood and go and burn with this stick oh wow yeah so um so very detailed yeah. woodworking yep and you know i've been i've been into that since i was uh i think like 11 and every time when i have like idea of something you just go sit down and do something yeah with the woodworking machine so yeah yeah well Right now, we're in this Welcome to the Family series on the podcast, and it's been neat. Um, kind of like I was saying before we even pushed recording, it's been neat in the 
previous years to hear from families who have adopted um, or welcomed um, kids into their home through foster care. Um, But this year, we're getting to actually hear from the other perspective. And I'm so thankful for you being willing to share your story and with us and how God has worked in your life through adoption. And so if you don't mind, can you just take us back to those early days and when you were adopted and and just tell us what that was like? Yes. Uh, So um, I've been in the United States for seven years. Um, Before I was in Ukraine living in an orphanage and uh, I got really amazing opportunity to be adopted through um, this organization that come to um, orphanage and you know spend time a little bit with us and uh, in 2014 we basically came to United States just for a few months just to visit and see how it is here yeah. just experience something new and uh, we stayed with the family and family was just so amazing and uh, that's how we got connected to my family and you know we loved everything about it um and i think i started talking about that i always wanted to be adopted mm-hmm. uh you know my parents start talking back that they would love to adopt us that's how everything started and they started working on paperwork and i think it took a year for them to do it um, but of course i honestly didn't believe that it's gonna happen because it's taking forever Right. We went back to Ukraine for a year after I came and host here. Okay. So uh, I I didn't believe that it's going to happen. And, you know, everyone in orphanage was encouraging that this is not true. It's not going to happen. So, um, yeah, but it happened. You know, my parents came a year later. Uh, and I think they stayed with us for a uh, I think two, three months, just keep working on the paperwork. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were with my dad most of the time in the uh, capital. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't know what he was doing, but we were with him and spending yeah. good time. But yeah, that's how everything started. Yeah. And what age were you when this was happening? I was 17. Okay. Okay. So and it... So- yeah, so what was that, you know, what was that like? Because you, you had a lot of friends, I would assume. And so then, like, moving, you know, you were leaving a life behind, too, but also excited and looking forward to the next. What what did that transition look like? And Honestly, I think it was biggest um biggest thing for me because I was, like, going crazy. I was missing my friends and, like, you know, it was it was really hard leaving everything behind and coming into new culture and uh, it was definitely 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 hard. Um, I didn't know what to do. Like first moment, like it was so hard. Like I I could not find like, anything that I can do. I always be upset because I'm missing my friends. I'm missing my food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> food. It was also man of main thing that I was missing Uh, but yeah um, and also there was no English when I came here Mm 
And, you know, communication was really difficult through Google Translator because at that point, Google Translator was not really good. Now yeah, it's right. better. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a lot of misunderstanding. And mm-hmm. it, I was just struggling. It was really hard because um, I didn't know any English. But, yeah, I was missing friends. I was missing my food. I wanted to go home. I, I was just going crazy. Yeah. Now, did so, you... 17 did you were you finished with high school did you move here and finish high school and then what did what did that look like uh so i finished high school in ukraine but because i didn't have any english Mm -hmm. i had to take high school again awesome because i did uh homeschool yeah and you know we would meet every um tuesday i believe okay Uh, and that's how I made my friends here. Um, and my friends would come and stay with me at my house, like help me learn English. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty, pretty difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, what do you know? What was on your parents' heart? Like what led them to know, like they wanted to adopt because, you know, adoption is, you see it more common with with littles, you know, and so I think it's really neat that they were intentional. Um, and so do you know how they shared that with you about their story and what kind of led them to adoption? Um, well, according to my mom and dad, you know, they've been uh, wanting to adopt for a long time. And uh, it's um, been on their heart for like a long time. And uh, when we came to... Um, just to visit them mm-hmm. um, in 2014. Uh, mom, uh, mom would not talk about it, but you know, the, the system was telling like the organization, mm-hmm. they say like, if uh, we start talking during that time period, period about adoption, they can start talking back. But if I didn't say anything or my brothers didn't say anything, they can't start talking about adoption. And so I said something and, you know, my mom started talking about it. And uh, she told me, that, you know, it's been always on her mind. And so when we when we went left, I, I would just pray crazy. I don't know what I'm doing because I was not a believer at that point. Okay. But I was praying just like, hoping that it's true and you know and uh when um we came back uh mom would say like things that i never shared anyone but she knew like what i was praying about Mm. and like for me it was like so crazy because like i like how how you know i was by myself over there like in a bush somewhere like praying and she told me everything like where I was praying like for me it was so crazy but um back to point like um my parents like always prayed about it and they I guess heard that call when we came during that summer yeah and you know they they say okay this is it yeah because I think mom was debating for a long time and praying but God God just she said told her this is this is the boys that you need to adopt. Yeah. And yeah, they just did it. Wow. And how old are your brothers? 
So my at that at that point or right now? Um, at that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my middle brother was uh thirteen, and my youngest was eleven. Okay. Or fourteen and twelve. Okay. I, yes. Really- <laughs> yes. Exactly. Okay. And so their transition looked a little bit different because then they got immersed into did was it did y'all do homeschool? Yes, we all did homeschool. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think for youngest one was like probably easiest one because mm-hmm. you know he he kind of was young enough to start over. <laughs> Yeah. But right. for me and my my middle brother, we were like a little bit, you know, too old and uh, mm-hmm. kind of like really hard to adapt new culture. Yeah. And it was just so hard because there's, there's just so many things. Like you just in the country that you don't you don't know about it and mm-hmm. it's a big mess. <laughs> right. Were there ever times where just the frustration just kind of surmounted in like in anger or just you know needing time alone or how did you process that and oh yeah I know there might be some families that are listening and thinking you know they've been considered adoption you know and even overseas and um and so what what might they need to expect and help to understand what you might be going through you know Uh, it's it, it was definitely like hard time you know always frustrated always anger and like I I just don't know what to do like um, and I think main thing what pushed me through everything is that I just got like you know start thinking about like hey if I go through this in a couple of years my life would be way better than what I had in Orphanage or way better what I had in Ukraine and you know that idea just put me through and I got you know self-control and I just did everything what my parents were telling me like you know before that I would like you know my parents tell me like okay it's your turn to do dishes and I would get so mad because I never done that before like I I would do it but like with anger and anything like that like do the floors do the like you know and they told us uh before they adopted us like there's going to be a lot more chores a lot more things to do like it's not like you're not gonna do anything mm-hmm. and you know we agreed to everything of that but then we came here it was kind of get like so annoying so frustrated like because we've never experienced anything like that someone is ruling um and yeah main thing is just help me go through that it's just you know, I got self-control and I start thinking like for my future. So I'm thinking like how this benefit me in future. And with that idea, I went through all the hard things that, you know, I was dealing with my parents. Mm -hmm. And my parents is amazing. It's just like we didn't used to it. It was just so hard to adopt new, just completely new life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess the main thing is just I picked up that self-control and I was just fighting uh, for my future. Yeah. 
I'm curious because you talked about how you were praying, you know, that it would happen, just that desperation, you know, praying that this adoption would come through, but you said you weren't really a believer. And so what has this faith journey looked like? And now looking back, how do you see God's faithfulness in your life through this? Oh, it's, um, it's, it's crazy how, you know, how, how my mind changed about God. Uh, because I think, uh, when, uh, we came here in 2014, you know, we went to a small church, Nazarene church, and we made like friends over there. And, uh, when they adopted us, um, the whole church came to the airport when we arrived here, mm-hmm. you know, in that moment, I felt like this is, this is just insane. Like, how is this possible from no one pretty much like care about you back in orphanage mm-hmm. to all this like hundred 50 people just cheering for you, staying with uh, posters, like, welcoming you. Yes. I think that was, like, the biggest move to God in my life because that's the moment when I basically believed that God is real. And uh, I, you know, I was, I, was, I was still learning, but that moment, like, made me think this is, this is incredible. Like, how is this possible? Like, everyone telling me we love you. Everyone telling me, welcome, welcome here, we're, we're happy you're here. And like, you know, it was just something special that like I never experienced before. And since that moment, like that's how I started building my relationship with God. And, uh, you know, I totally belong to God. My heart belonged to God. Uh, and yeah, that's, that, that's pretty much Wow, that makes me just kind of tear up just thinking about just hearing you say, you know, walking in and so many people welcoming you and just not going from the lack to the fullness, you know, that God had this plan for you all along, you know, and he orchestrated every detail um, for it. And then how he just softened your heart. I think a lot of times that experiencing God, like you said, it's got to be real. You know, we want it, We want our faith to make sense with our reality or we don't believe, you know. And so see, experience, a personal experience is really that pivotal moment in recognizing that God cared, that he heard your prayers, that, you know, he was taking care of all the details. That's so, so cool. What would you, how would you want to encourage people who um, are maybe considering adoption or they're waiting to be adopted um, and that there's that longing to have a family. What, what encouragement do you have for both sides? Well, um, it's definitely a big problem in the, in the whole world. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many kids like me, so many struggling because I, I went through so many bad things. In orphanage. Orphanage is, is a bad place. Like I, I wish I could take every single child from the orphanages and just, you know, keep them. But, you know, I can't. And it's really important, I think, to adapt because all those kids are struggling. They're going through probably the hardest days in their life. And uh, remembering being an orphanage, it was just not good. Um, I would go through 
any bad situation that you could think. And um, it's it's uh, it's really hard to talk about it. And uh, I I just want kids to be happy. And uh, I think people who adopt kids they would make me would make kids happy like my parents did. Because you know. Of course, it's going to be hard. There is no easy situation. There's not easy, not easy path, but I think it's worth it. Uh, and you will, you would make happy everyone mm-hmm. who you adopt. Uh, and just definitely a good thing to do. Yeah. Well, and it's neat, too, to hear just your heart for children now. And then in light of your story and hearing um, that, do you believe that why you enjoy, you said that um, serving the children in the church is really the joy of your life. And so do you think that that has grown from your experience in the orphanage? Um, You know, I don't know, like, how, but I just always had passion for kids. Like, mm-hmm. I always love to be around them and, you know, playing. Every time I see a baby, I'm like, can you hold it, please? And, like, <laughs> it just, um, I don't think it has anything to do with me being an orphanage. It's just, like, mm-hmm. uh, I just have heart for kids. And, like, yeah. You know? That's awesome. Uh, because I don't remember anything like that in back at home in orphanage. Like, mm-hmm. I, but coming here is just like I love kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love to be around them and spend time with them. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. And I can just see for those listening, um, you might check out the YouTube clips too, just to see his face light up because it's really neat to hear when you do start talking about kids, your face does light up. Well, speaking of YouTube, before we go, so I have started and just trying to get out of my comfort zone more and more. And so I've started a channel called Let's Try That, where I just try new things just for the fun of it, whether I fail or succeed. And so I'm curious, is there anything that you've done recently or that you plan to do just for the fun of it? Um, I'm like, uh, you talking about like or anything it can be uh, a new hobby, a new experience. Well, um, I, I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm working on my book. Um, Oh, tell me. Yes. Yeah. It's just basically, um, my story. Like from the orphanage and how you know how I ended up being here and uh, how God changed my life and all that. It's definitely going slow, but you know I I'm trying so hard. I believe I have like twenty five hundred words. That's wonderful. Yeah. And my goal is like eighty. Um, <laughs> but it's it's kind of been slow because. Um, you know, I, I just don't have motivation with work and, you know, all things going around me. And, you know, situation in Ukraine right now, trying to keep up with my friends and all that stuff. Right. But, yeah, that's, I think, my main thing right now, like main hobby. Um, and so. 
That is. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I, I, I hope I can start work more on it, but. Yes. Well, and um, keep me posted. I want I want to be part of it and help um, help support you get this message out because it is a powerful story, and um, it's it's going to help so many people. And so I think also every book comes out when it's supposed to, when the timing is right. And so you know, keep being diligent, putting a few words down as they come and when it's time for you know when god wants this message released it's going to be time it's going to be perfect so that's awesome hope so (laughs) yeah yeah it's very very cool well everyone let's choose to do more than just agree with vlad let's put this mustard seed of faith that we've gained today into action you know it's not about agreement like we say every week and jesus wasn't looking for his disciples to merely agree with him he was inviting them to participate with him again and again he'd say come and see come and see and so friend let let's join in let's think of someone in our life who could use some encouragement of what we've learned today and let's share that with them Vlad, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, I'm looking forward to all of us maybe going rock climbing or playing soccer or doing something sometime soon. So thanks again, and we'll have to chat again sometime soon. Yeah, of course. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here (laughs) and share the story. Let's find strength in the long days of waiting that our hope is built on Christ's love and faithfulness throughout all the generations. Let's find joy in the times of transition and adjustments as Vlad did, practicing self-control and trusting this too is for our good. Let's rest from doubt as we lean more fully into faith. May we see how God has welcomed us. He has adopted us into his family, all because he loves us so deeply and so tenderly. The good life, well, it starts with a good day, then another then another. Let's choose to live the good day, one day at a time.